Hey, um, so Sarah, how many did you lead? I just... <laughs> I'm assuming you're the leader. Of the she has all the daggers. They're afraid of her. Like how many, like how many, like well, how, you just like I had a horde of women that you like, you're leading the charge like on the hill, Lord, right? A horde. I didn't say, a, I didn't say. A Transmitting directly from the launch pad. Bringing blue collar to your cell tower. The rock and roll libertarian himself. It's time to blast off with Johnny Rocket. Hey, it's Blast Off with Johnny Rocket, and I'm here with my ray of truth, Miss Raylene Lightheart. Yeah. And we're here on the 11th episode. Of blast off 11th episode wow now that's that sounds terrible like when i was at i was like at 150 before and now it's like see that's crazy because the perspective i have is made it over 10 oh yeah yeah so we're like in the double digits right now yeah see we've we've graduated to double digits so yeah 11 a power number it is. I think it's religious. Yeah. It has some religious connotation to it, too. I don't know. I'm making that. Mm. I don't know if it does. I don't know. Does it? Maybe Illuminati? Maybe it is. I think it is. Well, yeah. Maybe it could be. Who knows? Yeah. I don't know. But anyway, so Raylene, how you doing? So good. So good. So good. Really fun day. Yeah. What did you What did you do? Um, well, today I did a lot of work. Um, and my kids, it's summer's winding down. I'm getting them back into their homeschool routine. So I've been extra busy. Nice. But I... Somebody posted on my Facebook page to F off out of nowhere. Why? I don't know. I think it's because I laugh reacted at something he said, but he deleted it afterwards. I just left it. I Then I laugh reacted at the F off message because that was funny. Where'd that like, come was from? Was it they off to your page or just uh, to a comment? No, I just wrote it to me on my wall. I thought it was great. I was like, oh, my fans, it's happening. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you that's know, crazy. I kinda, who would do that? Like, that's kind of nuts. I think it was because of the laugh react. I don't know. Um, I just have a sense of humor and, and, uh, I'm actually pretty team nice. So yeah, you are. Yeah. But also I can, I can take a good you <laughs> once in a while. It's okay. Oh, okay. Long as it's voluntary, as long as it's voluntary, right? That's fine. Well, he unfriended me. So obviously I offended him with my laughing and I'm sorry, <sighs> Mr. Philip. Okay. Mr. Philip. Sorry. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. And speaking of. We have a really cool guest. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you ready for ready to bring on our guest? I can't wait. Okay, Sarah Dagger Stewart is a libertarian and sex worker activist. See what I mean? So I tied that in. Uh, her experience reporting to the CDC with a health initiate grant, military, and working for the DEA task force opened her eyes to a corrupt government and broken system. Soon after joining the Libertarian Party and speaking out against the drug war, she became an advocate for sex workers. Sarah believes that, like failed drug war, government involvement creates more problems and a waste of taxpayer funds. She hopes to educate and empower others to speak in favor of the decriminalization of prostitution. Okay, Raylene, prepare for liftoff. Copy that, Johnny. Covers, tie-downs, and grounding cables. Moved as required. Communications connected. Check. Preamps in the green. Check. Cold beer. Double check. Thrusters are hot. Raylene, are you ready to rock? All systems go, Johnny. Let's blast off with Sarah Dagger!
I'm doing fabulous. How are you doing? We're doing well. And we were talking prior to the show, but we wanted to pretend that you were in the other capsule <laughs> on our spaceship. I know. I'm so uh, sorry. You didn't, I like it. No, you didn't screw up anything. Don't worry about it. I'm not worried about oh, it. Oh, it's awesome. <laughs> okay. So I'll buy you a drink. There you go. I love drinks. <laughs> Yes. Actually, that's the most sweetest thing anyone's ever said to me. Yeah, I, love, I, I love when people buy me drinks. I think I'm in more trouble. I interrupted Rocket Fire and got in a little trouble the other day. Yeah, you did. Oh. And, uh, and it wasn't I didn't, for I me. I didn't offer him a drink. Yeah, yeah, and it wasn't even for me. My editor's like, what the f***, really? Did you have to do time out? Yeah. Were there spankings involved? That's what I really want to know. Right, right. Well... <laughs> Uh, my husband would say to tell people to mind their own business and worry about what I'm doing over here. <laughs> yeah, That's so right. she did get in trouble. She had a timeout. There was no physical That's attacks, right. and it was voluntary. She's like, I could have been making that sandwich, but I interrupted. Instead, yeah. I just, you know, how I am. Yeah, and That's I said, right. Raylene, get in the corner. She's like, I have to get in the corner, Johnny. I, I fucked up. I'm so sorry. Oh, I had geez. to ask the question. <laughs> What but a I, liar. Will, I will punish myself. Yep. I'm whipping myself. Yes. Bad railing. Bad railing. Ah. Okay. Yeah, you should film it at least. Yeah. Right. Make some money. We Next can, we yeah. can yeah. monetize it. Put it on our right. Patreon, right? That's right. Okay. Well, Miss Daggers, I got a question for you. How did you get the I name? Got an I, I know you do. You, this is your, your show. This is your <laughs> show. Not mine. I'm just Finally. helping. I'm just here to help you. How's that? Thank you. Thank you for helping. I need all the help I can get. No, you <laughs> don't. You're great. Um, how did you get the name Daggers? Like, where did that come from? And like, what? Because that's kind of a cool name. It's like almost as cool oh. as Johnny Rocket. <laughs> almost. I love that name. I do. Um, actually, I used to be a huge gaming nerd. I, well, I'm still, I would still be a huge gaming nerd if I wasn't such a huge Liberty nerd. Um, I used to, I used to play a, MMO many, many, many years ago. And I had a huge following during that time. And it is Sarah Daggers was my gaming name. And so as I started transitioning into politics, my gamer friends started with going with me. And, um, you know, everybody calls me Daggers. My family members call me Daggers. It's just a name that, that has evolved with me throughout the years. So when I hear people say Stuart, it's very odd very odd is the game world of warcraft um i tried that one it was terrible um, <laughs> okay i like wow see raylene's the wow person i never what did, you, what did you play well i played it in like 2012 i mean it was I, I think they were coming out with their third expansion or something i might have my dates wrong yeah um it but it was it was really cool in the very beginning for for a minute but I just, I really just never got into it. I think when you start, you're obsessed with something, then you, you just, I have very tunnel vision on that. And I just was really obsessed with owning everybody in the games that I were, I was playing at the time. So, which I, I don't think is even in existence anymore. Johnny used to play games too, right, Johnny? Uh, no, I didn't. No? <laughs> yeah, I did. I'm kidding. Okay. I was like, I really thought he did. <laughs> but I don't tell anyone about it. So that's like a secret. That's because he's cool. I'm losing cool points here, right? No, I didn't. No, that's cool. Are you kidding? I never played that. No, I was out there with hot rods. We're, you know, working on cars, <laughs> chasing girls. What are you talking about? <laughs> you know, the, the actually, I played about uh, games. Actually, I did play Star Wars MMO. Oh, I played for that. For a while before they, sw they quit it, though, apparently. They pulled it. But 
then I guess they started Knights of the Old Republic. But I used to, I'm, I like Star Wars. All right, so I ha- I was born the day Star Wars came out, so I have to celebrate that. <laughs> okay, so I'm proud of that. That's one accomplishment that I had nothing to do with is that I was born the day Star Wars came out. So yes, I will take a small bow. Miss uh, Sarah, so I, I know that you're interested in like the sex work and prostitution and fighting for people's rights to to f- basically, and I think it's great that you're doing that because hell, who wants who doesn't want to f- <laughs> right? But how would you explain your politics, uh, your ideology, and what are some of the core values that drive the politics though that you support? How is legalizing prostitution? You know, I know that probably got you into libertarianism, or was it libertarianism that got you into supporting prostitution? Now that that's a that's a little bit of a story, um, but um, I would say that my ideology would be obviously libertarian. Um, I I believe in you know freedom. I I don't call myself anarchist, and the reason I don't call myself an anarchist is because I encourage people to to vote. Um, and I encourage people to run for office, but I have the same end goal as an anarchist has. And some people would say you could be an anarchist. I try not to get mixed up in all those words and and, and issues and conversations because, it, you know, to me, I don't give a Oh, you know, yeah. Come <laughs> I'm, with you. I'm out there doing stuff. You know, I, I don't I don't have time to have debates about what words mean I, I just don't have that kind of time no i'm with you that makes sense <laughs> it does make sense love it girl you have an ability to lead with a real vulnerability you have like and your honesty and your humor and you're really authentic with your emotions do you think that it's kind of a boon to those new to the liberty movement that that you are so such a feelings-based person and you still come to the most logical place to be which is freedom for all uh, do you think that that's helping you, and um, do you think it's impacted your work at all? Um, oh, that's a oh, that was a tough question. Um, I I had I read some of the questions that were being asked, and and my joking friends were making, and um, and some of the questions I read, I was I knew they were joking. I was trying to look figure out how I would answer that question if they were actually asking that to me. And I think the emotional aspect that I do have, I, I'm, I can cry on a drop of the hat if I start talking about libertarianism because I'm looking at people, when I'm talking about people, I'm visualizing these, these individuals that I've stood in front of and that are facing, that are facing time. They're, they're, they're in prison. They're never going to get that time back. Um, you know, I, I, I have a really hard time keeping it together sometimes because it is, is right in front of me. It's people that I'm dealing with, a little old man being forced off of his property or a, um, a, a individual that I'm an acquaintance with who's going to prison for prostitution. You know, there's a lot of different reasons that people are being basically kidnapped by the state. And it, and it does get very emotional to me. Now, yeah. whether that clicks people on or turns people off to what's happening, I don't know if it helps me or not. There are times that I go to the hospital, I've been in the hospital probably three times in the past six months and my doctor continues telling me, you know, stress. So I don't know. I don't know if I could turn off the emotions. I I can't say that I would or wouldn't. And I can't say if it helps me or it doesn't, but I try not to think about those things and just keep on marching on and doing the things that we need to do because people need us. 
I agree. And and I, I before I, Johnny, you ask your next question, I just want to say that I think it's refreshing to see somebody who can connect empathetic way with emotions and still stay logical. I think that you show that there's a space for all types of people and all personalities and that we're all not uh, robotic econ nerds. I so am. They're, they're, yeah, he is. I am. What are you talking but, about? Anyway, yeah. <laughs> all right, I'll get out of the way here. Jesus. <laughs> really, you're getting all like, emotional too. Come on, girls. Let's get together. You don't have to cry. We're happy. This is fun. This is, it's this great. Fun. It's great fun. Oh, yes. oh, it's good. It's good. No crying. We, we're, I good. love you girls. No crying. Both of you. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, Sarah. What do you think of the Libertarian Party adopting the sex plank during the 2018 convention? And how do you think it will help the cause of liberty? I think it's great. I, I, I believe it's wonderful. You know, it's always great to be ahead of the train, right? Uh-huh. Be in the front of yep. it. We are the first major party, first, uh, I think we might even be like one of the first third parties. Um, the Green Party, when I did my first um, public speaking engagement at, a, at a, a convention, I put at the very end of the, my PowerPoint, kind of like a know your enemy and know who you are type of a diagram. And I wanted to show them what the Republicans, Democrats, Green Party, and we stood for. And that, the verbiage that we had was real weak about sex work. Everybody else had stuff, something about sex work. Ours was really kind of flimsy. It wasn't specifically about sex work, but it was still you on your own body, basically. The verbiage on the other three, especially the Green Party, which a lot of people are surprised about, is horrible. It's horrible when it comes to sex workers. Um, Green Party actually specifically said sex work is not work. It's a form of coercion. Um, all, all sex work is basically wrong and everybody, we, we've got to end the industry. Wow. Wow. So you're saying that yes. like the Republican party has a better uh, position than the green party. Mm-hmm. Wow. Absolutely. Wow. It's sad. It's crazy. That's crazy. Um, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, so, I mean, all three of them are bad. Don't, don't get me wrong. They all end up in the same, in the same place of people going to prison for, victimless offenses right all three of them have that same but but one is way harsher than the others when you're looking at the language um there's a very very intent there's a there's a straightforward intent there i don't know what their new language says i hadn't looked at their new language yet very cool but ours is beautiful there's there is a concern though and this is this is one of the things that i i make sure that i tell everyone when we talk about when, when I was working to get this, this platform added, people have to be educated. There's a lot of conversations that are happening out there in the public, talking about sex trafficking, talking about coercion. What is that? Trying to make these de- definitions. People need to understand what people are saying, why they're saying it, and how they're saying it. What, what do these words mean? And this is one of those things, again, I hate getting caught up in, into language, but these are one of those points where I have to because it's government speak, and this is the way that they're going after sex workers. Mm-hmm. Wow. So if people in the Libertarian Party or anywhere, it doesn't even matter Libertarian Party, it's great for the party because, like I said, they're ahead of the game. They're the first ones that came out with it. I think they should lead the charge. They should be out there talking about sex work, um, not just because it's something near and dear to my heart, but because it's going to get noticed. 
if you have a politician talking about decriminalizing sex work, people are going to be like, what? You know, and they're going to pay attention. Yeah. But you also need to understand um, the the harm narrative that's being used to justify abusive situations and or solutions that are being put out there by the government and not get trapped in that sex trafficking talk. Right. It's very common. In fact, people want to equate it to um, children being raped. Uh, It has nothing to, I don't even know what to do with that, the the logical fallacies of those things. But you're talking about being ahead of the curve and talking about sex work and, and, and making it decriminalizing, probably over legalizing. But right now, Donald Trump is in the news about prostitutes. I'm sure you've been keeping an eye on all that because this is your baby. Um, I was going to ask you if you would like to give me your cheers and jeers on the Trump presidency so far and uh, any commentary about, you know, how his term can be helpful to our movement. Um, I think it's so it's like that bittersweet. He's with the um, the fighting online sex trafficking and stop enabling sex trafficking act which um, people know the acronym is uh, FOSFA, the online, which which um, Electronic Freedom Foundation, yeah, they call that a win for censorship, basically. Yeah, when you see stuff like that, that's forcing. And if you're asking, I hope you're asking specifically about sex work in general, that would be one of those things that it's horrible. You know, it's hard. It's really hard to get statistics from sex workers because it's illegal, right? Um, and they won't talk to anybody that looks like they have a, I mean, a they, they don't even want to talk about it with, right, exactly, or or a, even a doctor for that matter. So so they only speak to really trusted people getting this information. But when we're pulling this information, it's looking like we have more people that are being harmed. We have more people who are, they're, they're not getting the income stream that they're used to. They're becoming, you know, and, and so then that creates more risky behavior. So it, it's looking like it's really hurting the people who are in sex right. work. And that's not good for anybody. When you put people in situations where they start doing things that are, you know, risky behavior type things. Black markets and things like that. Mm-hmm. Well, well, not even necessarily that. I mean, if, if maybe a, um, a client that hasn't been well vetted, you know, mm-hmm. they might be more abusive, those types of things. So. It's sad. It's scary. People are getting hurt. But if you want to find that silver lining, you have to squint real hard for it. But if you want to look for it, you have more people talking about it now. It affects more people. Don't you think that right now is a time for the LNC to be putting out press releases considering this is a news story right now on every major publication? I'm, I'm kind of concerned. The LNC isn't capitalizing on this and saying, let's decriminalize this and, and this should be a non-issue and really taking a bold stance. I, I think that we might see some Trumpers actually kind of take a look because because I get a lot of pushback from conservatives actually yeah. being a libertarian. You were lame. <laughs> you know, I I don't look I don't look for the LNC. I don't blame the LNC for not doing things. Mm-hmm. It's our responsibility. It's my responsibility. It's my fault. I actually sent a letter to the president. I had a phone conversation last week with the um, vice president of um, Swap Sexual. Um, sex mm-hmm. work outreach project. And I, I said, look, I'm not, I'm nobody. I'm in the Libertarian Party. This is the new platform we have out. I need 
you to let, let's work together. I need for, for you to figure out how I can get a contact person in, in that person's local area where they can be educated properly because it goes back to what I was saying. Sure. You know, it can be bittersweet. They have to be educated. They have to know the difference between decriminalize and legalize. They have to know what when somebody says sex trafficking, what that actually means when mm-hmm. it's when it's you right. saying it versus the government saying absolutely. It. And so I I had a thirty minute conversation with her while I was on the phone with her. She joined her state and the national party. Cool. She said, you know, and she's wow. telling me she wants to do all of this stuff. But then it got bogged down with, oh well, you know, this is the largest um, sex work outreach organization in in the world. They're, they're, they have concerns about, well, it's a political party and that sort of thing. It doesn't mean that our individual groups can't reach out to them. That's right. Good point. That's but right. it's a matter of people, individuals at the bottom level, right? because that's where it happens. That's where the magic happens. Mm-hmm. You know what's best for your state. You know what's best for your county, parish. You know what's best for your community. That's right. And so you need to do what you think is right, find the contacts, but sometimes they don't even know what to look for. And that's the problem. That's really the problem. Very cool. Getting I, the activists, the information they need to seek, seek out information, basically. Hey, Sarah, um, you founded Libertarian which is awesome. Okay. Love it. The name. All right. I do too. And you were mocking Libertarian oh, oh, girl. Peace. So you were like mock. Oh, man. Yeah. You're mocking libertarian. You got inside stuff here. What is uh, up? This is some investigational reporting <laughs> happening live. I'm good. He's a sleuth. Well, in the time <laughs> since then, right? I was libertarian. Oh, yes. All right, because I love the mm-hmm. name. I'm going to say it very loud. <laughs> libertarian <laughs> expanded the outreach and the message. So, I mean, so many beeps. So many beeps are beeps are going to be on the show. Oh, right I know. Now. It's great. And <laughs> buckle up. Love you, buddy. Buckle up. Uh, oh man. Well, okay, so um, I, I hate to say that we mo- we were that that I started that to mock I would. her. That's it's totally that, cool. That is, <laughs> you would, and it, it is because it offended me. It, it offends me to be mad, mean to someone. I hate to use that word offend because I know it's used. So There's a lot of microaggressions. It, it, yeah, I don't. Right, right, but but she was using the word libertarian in a way to manipulate people. She was trying to say it. It was it was sleeping with the enemy kind of stuff, you know. Um, people who didn't know any better are being spewed this information that sometimes it was great and sometimes it wasn't so great. Mm-hmm. And and she knew what she was doing. She was she was deliberately being manipulative. And I hate I hate talking negative about anyone. I want to work with with her. I don't know who she is. I want to work with her and I want to work with everybody that I can in the ways that I can work with those people to get things done. Yes. But, but she was at that point in time, I was a different person. And I'm still kind of the same person. I still feel the same way about her. It was manipulative. It was, it was, they, she was exploiting the party and that word and she knew what she was doing. So I said, you know what? I can play this. And so I started the page. Um, eventually, I, I, I started with adding a bunch of, putting a lot of flag stuff because, you know, Tea Party people love flags. <laughs> and, um, you know, they, they do. love 
the flag worshiping. And so I put stuff out there. I was being manipulative myself. I was Flaggers. honest yeah. about what I was doing. But but then, I mean, we had a we had over. I don't. It, it's been a long time since the page has been gone. Um, we got deleted. We were censored. Um, and, I, and I really honestly don't know why. Um, they never gave me a real clear reason. But we had over six million. Um, of audience a week. Wow. Holy moly. That's pretty good. Yeah. So maybe you could bring some yeah, of that 6 million over to our uh, network. <laughs> well, it's gone. I mean, the, the page is gone. Um, I know one of my friends who I um, had, had made a, a libertarian um, later after the creation. We actually, you know, I, I spoke to Kim and I told her, hey, you know, I really got this idea to do something called dirty politics, cleaning up with dirty politics. And that, that was an inspiration from my, my awesome bathtub is a, a, a claw foot bathtub that I just love to soak in. I'm a, kind of a mermaid, I guess. <laughs> um, the, uh, the, so, so she, Kim Ruff, who was on your number 10 show, I guess. Love her. Um, <laughs> she's great. Yeah, um, really cool chick. Right. She's amazing. Uh-huh. She's, 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 she's really amazing. She said, yeah, let's do this. She was one of the first people who did an episode. It was, it was great. Um, she doesn't ever do anything half-ass. I know you're bleeping, so I could say that word. And, and it just went on from there. But when it, when it was killed, I said, you know, that, that was kind of done for me. I wasn't really interested in carrying that on anymore because um, I was trying to focus again locally where it mattered, and I was ex- I was just spending too much time. In hindsight, it would have been great to have tried to have saved that because six million, and that was what two years ago, wow. almost That's crazy. Yeah, it's nuts. Yeah, it's crazy. Anyway, so Sarah, Sarah, what we do here? Uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break. But do you have any dot uh, coms you want anyone to know about? I do not. How about how about your Facebook? <laughs> Find me on you Facebook. Can, you can. <laughs> You can find me on Facebook. I'm actually I have a Sarah Stewart page as well. If if um if you know I actually bite the bullet and end up running for office. So okay, okay. um but Sarah Daggers and Sarah Stewart on Facebook, you can find me there if you like. Very cool. And uh, really quick before we wrap up the segment, uh, previously you know actually quite often you post pictures of <laughs> with the LP logos on them. And I, I want to oh, know. Really? I gotta know. Are, are those yours? Are those yours? Are you sure that I post yes. that? <laughs> I, that does not sound it's like not, something. I'm very shocked. I, I don't know. She's I, I, I don't know. You're a lady, but are they yours or whose are they? I gotta know. I, I don't think we'll ever I have know. to see them. I, I need to do an examination <laughs> to see what they look like. <laughs> well, they have the LP stickers on them, so it's still clean. <laughs> you know, you can't go wrong with that. <laughs> Anyways, it's. It's the LPs, I guess. There you go. <laughs> LP left and LP right. All right. So yes. <laughs> anyway, so this is Blast Off and I'm rocking out with Sarah Daggers and I'm here with my beautiful Ray Truth herself, Miss Raylene Lightheart. And uh, by the way, if you guys like this show, please check out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Blast Off podcast. You guys will really like the extra content that we have. And you're going to actually, we have another segment coming up, but if you do like these shows and the content we're putting out, Please check out the website. Please visit it and please donate a dollar or something. Please donate a dollar. That would help us greatly. Every little dollar helps because then we can start putting out better content and more frequently. Uh, also, please check out blastoffshow.com and you can find that online or you can check us out at thelaunchpadmedia.com forward slash blastoff. So you can find us at, again, 
blastoffshow.com or the launchpadmedia.com forward slash blastoff. Anyways, this is Johnny Rocket, always launching ideas in your direction, and we'll be right back with Rocket Fire with the lovely Miss Sarah Dagger. So stick around, we'll be right back. It's time to shake up your podcast feed, folks, by subscribing to Lions of Liberty, the only libertarian variety show out there. Spend Mondays with me, Mark Clare, as I feature in-depth interviews with great names in the libertarian community and fun roundtable discussions. Electric Liberty Land with me, Brian McWilliams, every Wednesday, your weekly dose of comedy, culture, and liberty. And Felony Fridays with me, John Odermatt, where I expose injustice in the broken criminal justice system. Find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and at lionsofliberty.com. Hey, it's Blast Off with Johnny Rocket, and I'm here with my ray of truth herself, Miss Raylene Lightheart. Hello, Johnny. How you doing today, Raylene? I am having a blast. I'm Let's having do this. such a good time with Miss Sarah Daggers. She is awesome. And welcome to the show, Miss Sarah Daggers. Woo! Sarah, you're, you're, you know, you're a very interesting person, and thank you very much for being here. You're really cool, and you have a great personality, and you have, you have such a great demeanor. You have such a great demeanor, and it's really nice to talk to somebody who's so bubbly and so cheerful and so passionate about what she's into. You know, like yeah. we That's need how every ugly person gets described on a blind date. Just saying. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm ugly. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. I'm just kidding. You have a really good personality. <laughs> yes, I do. I'm very great. My personality is great. Raylene, you have a great personality. You're amazing. <laughs> a wonderful personality. Oh my God. Uh, I guess I'm just a libertarian. With a great personality. Yes. You know what the name yes. of this show is going to be? The Attack of the Libertarians. That's the name oh. of the show. Okay. I, I, had the, I had the name already. I was just sitting here with like, how can I insert it properly at the right time? Okay. So let's attack. Okay. Here we go. We're going to attack back. Team Blast Off oh. versus the Libertarian Sluts. Here we go. Okay, so what we do here on the second segment, Sarah, is called Rocket Fire. Rocket what we do on Rocket Fire, ma'am, is we're going to do a series of 10 questions. These questions are politically or philosophically related. And if you can answer these questions between 30 to 60 seconds, that'd be badass. Sarah Daggers, are you ready to play? Rocket Fire. I'm ready. Right on. Question one. Why is taxation theft? And how do we get others to believe in that statement? Um, taxation is theft because we didn't agree to the taxation um, before we were even born and we have all that debt on us. Um, to get people to agree with that is to show them that we don't actually want the things that we're paying an extraordinary amount of money for. Show them that the, the, the cost isn't worth it. Right on. Question two. What are some of the methods for promoting liberty without alienating people? How can libertarian activists avoid being a net bad for their cause? Um, show, show love and compassion wherever you can. Show solutions. Try to um, empathize with people and acknowledge what their concerns are and, and just prove that those concerns are just exaggerated fears. Right on. Right on. Question three. Should kicking a guest out of your home due to a race, gender, sexuality be made illegal and if so, why? Make that illegal? No. Yes. <laughs> no, because 
Yeah, actually, they would be doing me a favor because yes. I don't want to give somebody like that any joy in their life. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. No, I think you could do whatever the hell you want as long as you own your property. Right. right. Question four. Who do you fear most, the far left commie or the far right fascist and why? Oh, um, <laughs> mm. you have to pick one. Oh, I hate to answer it like this. I, I you have to pick one. It's a loaded question. It's two sides of the same coin. I mean, I think the collectivism of those two ideas are are the bad thing. Um, I mean, if I have to pick one, I guess, I mean, they're both for big everything. I'll just say right. Just to say right. Okay. So since I came from the right. Yeah. Okay. There you go. See, mm-hmm. right on. Question five. <laughs> Why might big corporations be preferable to big government? Oh, because they're, I mean, they're like a cog in the wheel now. They're, um, they use big government to basically hold down small businesses from being able to expand. So they, they use government to maintain control of the market. There you go. Right on. Question six. If you could get rid of one constitutional amendment, what would it be and why? Mm. Can I get rid of all of them? Just so we won't bicker and argue about what constitutional amendments mean. Um, the 13th, because I guess I don't know what the, the exact verbiage is, but basically the end of it is that uh, it's um, basically abolish slavery and involuntary servi- um, servitude, except as punishment for a crime. I don't believe that um, we should have any kind of involuntary servitude. Prison in itself is is the punishment for the crime. So I guess I'd have to go with that one. Right on. Question seven. Do you think there is an importance or benefits of sexual morality in the world? Well, I guess that if, if there's an importance of sexual morality, then that would be determined by the individual. So if people feel that it's important, then sure, why not? Right on. Question eight. How does human nature, values, and policies shape our political outlook we we use our human nature i think that we use it because we if we see a value in something and we feel that that is should be put before other things we're very likely to try to force that on other people so i guess we use that to manipulate laws and and ideas right on great answer question nine what is your stance on capital punishment? Uh, I'm against capital punishment. When you're putting the, the government, the state in charge of putting people to death, I, I am absolutely against that. Um, I, I don't, I disagree with it. Somebody wanted to voluntarily be put to death, then that would be fine, but no. Right on. Question 10. Are markets consistent with justice and is freedom enhanced through economic exchange? Yes, I would think that markets would be consistent with justice. Um, sometimes markets are unjust because they're not free markets. And we develop black markets because of our control, our government control. I think that freedom of exchanging goods would consist. I, I think that that freedom would be enhanced through economic exchange. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. And that is Rocket Fire. Give it up for Miss Sarah Dagger. You did good. You did really good. That was rough. No, it wasn't. <laughs> no, that rough was last. We had a cheat. Rough was like two weeks ago. We had her yeah. on. Did you hear? I played on the rough. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my God, Rocket Rough 2018, yo. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Oh God. No, you did really well. Thank you so much, Sarah. Anyways, though, we're going to take a quick commercial break. And again, check us out at blastoffshow.com. And you can check out Sarah Daggers on Facebook and also at Sarah Stewart on Facebook. And if you ever run a campaign, you can just look her up under Sarah Stewart because she doesn't want to be known as Daggers on her political page. But no, I, I do. Oh, I you do? all things well, Daggers. Right, go with Sarah Daggers <laughs> for like LP but rep. That's not going to be on the ballot, though. So. Well, I would yeah. go, go with Daggers. Change your name. <laughs> I'm hearing a hyphen in your future. There you go. <laughs> Just do Sarah quote, you know, put in quotations, daggers, Stuart. There you go. I just That's feel like she do. should be naked and, and like, like wielding daggers and throwing them. Exactly. I, I feel like, I just think I you see, are a goddess. I, I see, you are a lovely ginger goddess. I'm I see in. Sarah wrapped up in the flag with it burning below her with daggers in her hand, <laughs> smoking a cigarette with sunglasses and, and drinking a beer. That's as you would get my vote. A burning flag. That's all that I require. A burning flag? There you have it. I <laughs> love it. <laughs> all right. That's great. Anyways, those Johnny Rocket always launching ideas. And we're talking to Sarah Daggers, and I'm here at the beautiful Ray of Truth, Miss Raylene Lightheart. You're gonna be right back, so rock and roll. This is Chris Spangle, and I am the host of We Are Libertarians, which you can find in iTunes, Google Play, or at wearelibertarians.com. We are a podcast that brings you all of the irreverence that modern politics deserves by examining current events from a libertarian perspective. So please, check us out at wearelibertarians.com. Hey guys, this is Roger Paxton, and if you're fed up with the government running every single aspect of your life, but you're not listening to the Lava Flow podcast yet, then what's wrong with you? Check us out at thelavaflow.com or just go back to sucking up to the government. The Lava Flow Podcast, striking the root every single episode. Ground control to Johnny Rocket. Ground control to Johnny Rocket. Well, Johnny is still on break, but hopefully you're enjoying Blast Off Episode 11 with Sarah Daggers. What a great woman. I just hope she can keep it together and not start crying, because crying on Blast Off is against official protocol, and I would have to interrupt the show. Really not in the mood for that today. But anyways, it's nice to have such a funny guest compared to all the other shitty guests Johnny brings on. Fucking libertarians are so lame, with their polo shirts and their fucking Rothbard paraphernalia. Fuck. No wonder we can't make any progress when it comes to completely changing the entire structure of fucking society. Most of them can't even get laid. And that, folks, is the real reason we need to legalize prostitution. Make libertarians fuck again. Why do people hate libertarians? One part of America calls them soulless robber barons who want to stick children back in factories. And the other part thinks they're drugged up anarchists. Who are they? And why have regular Americans been told to avoid libertarians and their ideas? Hi, I'm Remso W. Martinez, Amazon best-selling author of Stay Away from the Libertarians, where I'm going to debunk the myths, misconceptions, and outright lies thrown at libertarians, ranging from the idea that votes can be stolen to the radical notion that you own yourself. From personal stories to ignore history, I lay out the facts and ask you if these dastardly libertarians are as much of a threat as the mainstream media and establishment politicians make them seem. You can go ahead and get a copy in print and in Kindle e-reader on Amazon today. Stay away from the libertarians by Remso W. Martinez. Available on Amazon.
beautiful ray of truth herself, Miss Raylene Lidar. Good guys. Thanks, Johnny. How are you, Raylene? Isn't Sarah awesome? Dude, and like I, I adore her. I do too. And what's cool is I just love talking to her. I like our, our banter in between the segments while we have music playing and commercials. She is hilarious. I love it. Yeah, she's like cool. you could tell mm-hmm. that her and Kimberly Roth are besties. You could tell. Like they are just I know. I actually had a question who she was gonna vote for. Um, in 2020, and I think I know, so I, I just skipped it. No, well, why don't you just ask the question? You don't have to skip anything. <laughs> Maybe she'll give her a plug. Uh, ahead, I'll just it. let her do it yeah, on her own. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Sarah. I, I don't know. I think I'm sticking with Rough Daggers, Daggers Rough 2020. I think that's... <laughs> Where's John Phillips going to go? Well, I mean, he can still be vice president. We'll still need a vice president, but sure. we'll, you know, well, um, he can Amanda be... Vice, we were we, we were... We were co-presiding, you know, she, she was going to be the president on the even number of days and I was going to be the president on the odd number of days, but it's only going to last like four or five days. So it's, you know, no big deal. Right. Right. You're going to have four days in the office. And as Kim would say, I wouldn't, I'm not going to pack up my bag or not, I'm not going to unpack or anything. (laughs) She's like, I'm not going to be here very long. So I'm going to dismantle everything and then I'm going to go home and pretend like nothing ever happened. And I think that's yeah, beautiful. Pizza and, pizza and beer for everyone. That's yeah. right. Oh, my gosh. Well, no. Oh, my gosh. You <laughs> still have to have markets, right? Because that, that, that's, right. yeah. I mean, maybe for one day. Yeah. I could, I mean, I'd, I'd rather see that go to pizza and beer for everyone instead of a new Tomahawk missile. Right? So, I mean. Oh, no, no. It's not going to be government funded. Oh, good. Pizza and beer. Good. So, just, yeah. you're going to use like the leftover <laughs> campaign funds that you had. You're going to roll it over to pizza and beer fundage, right? <laughs> We might have a little extra money after we settle the national debt. Who knows? We'll see. We'll see how it goes. After. I don't think, I think it's going to take quite a bit of time for that to happen. Yeah. Uh, right, it's going to be a minute. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. yeah. So, Sarah, you are always working. You are always doing activism. I've been watching you and I'm loving what I'm seeing. It, you really live the whole grassroots lifestyle. But I'm just wondering what inspires you um, aside from the liberty movement what else do you that that brings you the same happiness or what can you you know talk about as yourself uh, let people get to know you um you you inspire you're you're the only thing i live for um my friends i mean obviously um i'm very lucky that i have some amazing people in my life that that keep me laughing and keep me full of joy i love traveling traveling is 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 great and so you know, it really is awesome because I can do the Liberty stuff, see my friends and travel all at the same time. Right. Um, so it, it really, they all kind of go hand in hand. Um, there's nothing. I love gardening. Um, I did a community garden to um, when before I moved down south Louisiana. And um, that was it was a, it was a, a labor of love that was also for for liberty as well. I mean, it's it's showing solutions to a community that when they say who's going to feed the homeless, we say I am. Here's here's the garden. Right. You know, we um, we have a friend who in the same place she she feeds a, a hundred homeless people uh, a week every every Saturday. Um, and it's not just food. It's it's food and clean socks. Baby wipes, bottles of water, granola bars for later. Um, sometimes tents, and sometimes blankets, and sometimes beer. coats, Cigarettes. and always beer. Awesome, and beer is awesome. My role in life 
is has been a servant to people and that's that's what gives me joy is is looking out for the underdog and making sure that a person that doesn't have a voice knows that they have one so i know that wasn't really what you were looking for i but love it are you no, kidding? i love it that's a great answer <laughs> it's no I, it's I feel that deeply yeah. hey um so sarah how many did you lead i just <laughs> I'm assuming you're the leader of the sluts. She has all the daggers. They're afraid of her. Like how many, like how many, like well, how, you're just like, I had a horde of women that you like, you're leading the charge like on the hill, were, right? A horde. At the, at I the end of the a, day. I didn't say a were, horde. <laughs> before, before um, Libertarian took, took a goodbye, um, we had, we had a 10, I believe. 10? Active. Ten, I believe I, we I was, had ten. I was like thinking mm-hmm. of like a kiss army of women. <laughs> well, there were there were a lot of of women who who enjoyed us that were, were talk to us, reach out to us. Um, we had some that would do that would do the interviews. We tried to put people who weren't libertarian on the page to promote them because it's really there. It's it's all bigger than just us and our egos. It's it's about other people. It's about liberty it's about who's going to give the message that needs to be heard today and so we were always trying to make sure that we were putting that out there and putting that you know first and foremost so but but on the page itself where we were posting stuff and putting it out there there were there were i think 10 was the last the final number okay i see i I really wanted a kiss army you could have lied i wanted you like we had like we had like fifty thousand angry women there were they, they were angry because they were getting laid. So. That's right. right. I was going to say the angry women are outside of Trump's buildings. I'm sure. <laughs> right. If they were angry, it had something to do with not getting laid. I, sure. Yeah, I think or so. Or yeah. who can blame what them? the equipment was? Yeah. So okay. Well, there you go. There you go. Okay, Sarah. <laughs> okay. Is pornography and stripping very similar to prostitution? How are they alike, and how are they different? Uh, do you need me to define you what? I, I, pornography I'm just, is versus. I, I, well, I'm just saying <laughs> you know people are I, people. I, I know <laughs> what they are. Right, this, I'm just looking at the morality of it. I mean, I'm just saying that they are getting paid to have sex, right? Yes. They are. Yes. And the other so, girl is getting paid to strip. So they are. So it could in a in a weird way, it could be in a sense prostitution in a weird way because they're getting paid to have sex, right? Right, and there's a service being provided. I don't know. Some some people argue that being a housewife is the same. Um, it, mm-hmm. it it really it's however yes, you want to look at it. That at the end of the day, the thing that 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 is a that changes the thing that changes is that government can't control prostitution. Yeah, but government can. There's evidence of of stripping because you have the strip club. You have evidence of a, a porno tape so government gets a bite out of that they get the licensing and all of that stuff there there is government involved in those things ah. um if they they find ways to make money if they can make money then they're more likely to go ahead and let you do it um but it's really hard especially with the internet now it's really hard to say well you can't it's like growing tomatoes, you know, how, how do you, 
you grow tomatoes and you sell them, you don't need a license for it because the government can't really do that. I mean, unless you're going to sell it in a grocery store, they can license it if you sell it in a brothel, the sex, not the tomatoes. Um, What if you sold tomatoes in a brothel? Would they? Then you'd probably probably be okay (laughs) if you did that. There you go. Yeah. So that's what you should do. Open up a brothel and sell tomatoes and you don't have to pay taxes. There it is. Yeah. That yeah. sounds like a good time. A they good sell lunch. it like they call that a grocery store, and that's where you meet your future husband. So, oh, okay. So, like, so the, you like bump your card section. into him, right? In the in the <laughs> alcohol section, in the right? Freezer section. Oh, yes. oh the freezer right. section. Absolutely. Okay, that's yeah. great. Right. Oh, that's Sarah, funny. are you a feminist, and how would you define that? Okay, so maybe you're better than most. Maybe not. I still hate all men. with that whole word thing um you know i i try not to get bogged down into the words and the labels again that's why i don't call myself an anarchist yes i'm a feminist because feminist means you know men and women being treated equally in in that sense i mean a feminist you know they they should be able to empower themselves they don't need somebody to dictate things to them they don't need the help of those things but they can use that help they're not going to put somebody down because they're a man that it's it's just it's not so I don't call myself a feminist anymore I did at one time because sometimes it's off-putting right people have their own stigma they are they have their own ideas of what words mean and they'll they'll use their definitions instead of my definitions I can't control what other people what other people are going to define words as I can only control the words that I use. So, um, so yes, when you and I are talking, I'll say, yeah, I'm a feminist. Sure. Right. I think, right. I think we should all be treated equally. Absolutely. Right on. Right on. Um, I have a question. We've been talking a lot about female prostitutes, but what about male prostitutes and what is the ratio between male and female prostitutes? How many gigolos are out there? <laughs> well, <laughs> that's an interesting question. Just throwing um, it out there. You know, I have I have the data somewhere in in this book that I have and um it, and again it's it's really hard to get numbers. Don't worry, I mean just give me like a rough what, figure. No 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 no. Um, you don't have to be I, like, honestly. I would I would have to make something up. Make it up. I, I'm just not. That's what we do here on the show. Okay, um, I'll make I'm um, a third. I'll say I, that third. sounds about right. I would think. Yeah. That, yeah, that would be right. Now, uh, why is that? Is it because most of the guys have to, the gigolo guys have to hook up with like older women, like in their 60s or 70s, where the women can go with the younger guys? Is that, it, it lacks as much of, in, it doesn't have as much incentive, maybe? Mm, it, it's it's possible. Um, I haven't looked at the psychology behind all of that. I don't know um, how you would, how you would actually, actually find that. The one thing that I do know is that um, men prostitutes aren't arrested at the same percentage as women prostitutes. Yeah, probably because um, the cops if, don't believe it. Really? <laughs> like well, the chick is and paying they don't you, care. right? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And they and they yeah they don't care. Um, it's it's just not it's not guys. It's it guys are glorified when they get they get to have sex. Right? There's that's oh you had sex that's cool. But a, but a girl, well, 
oh, well, she's, we have to protect women and we have right. to protect, no, I see that. we have yeah. to protect men. And that's like the Swedish, um, the Swedish model is very popular and that's where you just arrest the client. Ah. So, you know, that that's becoming a very popular model to, to incorporate. We have the complete decriminalize or cr- complete criminalization. Well, there's some countries and it has, you know, just going after the clients, which is dangerous. It's dangerous for, for everybody, any type of criminalization exasper- exasperates the problem. Sure. Yeah, I absolutely right. agree. We're, we're yeah. also skipping, we're not talking about um, the, the gay population uh, and prostitution, which does exist. We, we just don't talk about it enough. When we think of, pro- think of prostitutes, no one thinks of men, like Johnny said, but we're largely ignoring yeah, um, I can see that. All men. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, in, in the like the transgender community is is one of the um, usually the one of the biggest targeted community that and they a lot of times the um, so that community will suffer the most repercussions in in arrest or in some sort of abuse because that's the thing that the the criminalization of it it, it affects many aspects. It doesn't, it's not just about, well, you're going to get arrested. It's about, well, you don't have any recourse or any protection from violence toward outsiders, from, from outsiders. Um, but, but mostly traditionally it's been the minority communities, whether it's um, black or transgender or Asian those communities are the are typically the ones in traditionally in history that have gone into prostitution because there wasn't really any other form that that they could find of of work that would opportunity take care of their right their financial responsibilities. Nice, awesome. very cool. Anyway, so give it up for Miss Sarah Dagger. <laughs> Thank you, Sarah. Yes. You rocked. You're such a sweetheart. Thank you so much for being here on the show. And it was really good. It was a great conversation. Uh, Thank you so much for being here. And we're here with the beautiful Ray of Truth, Miss Raylene Lightheart. Thank you. Raylene, thank you very much for the support and the backup. Love you guys. Love you too. And uh, Sarah, really quick, where can people find you again on Facebook? I'm, I'm Sarah Daggers on Facebook, or I'm Sarah Stewart on Facebook. I guess I need to get a website, but uh-huh. see, I don't take money for anything that I do. So it's not ex- you could do it on Weebly for like ten bucks. You're good. <laughs> I, I, I should do that. Yes, yeah, you I'll, should. I'm going to take your consider. You should be my campaign manager. I should. I have. Uh, oh yes. Oh me or me or Raylene because I don't know both. Okay, there you go. There you go. We, we will consider. We'll be like a dual team for you. Yes. Yes. I get. I'm in. Okay, so what we do next, uh, Sarah, so guys, please stick around for the after party. We have listener questions, and this is the sometimes the best part of the evening is the after party. This is when we go really crazy and wild. And uh, again, please check out our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash blastoff podcast, where you can hear all of our additional shows, all of our additional content, and hear the unedited version of the show. So you may have heard a lot of bleeps on the show. Well, if you don't like bleeps and you find that offensive, you can go to our Patreon page and hear the explicit version of this show. So thank you guys so much for supporting. Please check us out and check us out at blastoffshow.com. Again, that's blastoffshow.com. Anyways, we'll see you next week and make sure you subscribe, rock and roll, and have a great weekend. Bye-bye.